Welcome to the Honestly Podcast. Life is hard. There are so many moments of mess and mundane and misery. But you know what's worse than the hard moments of life? Doing them alone. But when we choose to do life together, the everyday moments of life turn into encounters with Jesus. At Honestly, we want to help you find the beauty of being real, the freedom of laughing at yourself, and the courage to initiate with people in your own communities. And honestly, it just doesn't get much better than that. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 12. (laughs) Sorry, Um, Ellie. You always make very intense eye contact with me when you say the episode number. I'm, you know, trying to get your attention. Episode (laughs) 12. Are you with me, Laura? Oh my gosh. Um, well, guys, glad to have you back with us. Always glad. We're obviously in a laughy <laughs> yeah, we're in mood a, we're right in a now. Great mental space Should right be a now. fun episode. <laughs> um, okay, so we're talking, we're in our series called The Courage to Initiate. Um, and last week we talked about. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> Tell us, everybody. You know it. We talked about the courage to initiate mentoring relationships. Yes, yes. Really enjoyed it. Totally. I feel like both of us have had cool experiences with that, so it was fun to kind of reminisce on those and encourage other people towards them. And we've, like, heard cool feedback from people yes. this last week. I know. I know it's been so fun. one listener who found a mentor this yes. week and, like, set up Dang. expectations, time to meet, all oh that my jazz. Gosh. So, super fun. Way to jump on it, people. Yeah, seriously. And then another person... Um, that we know just reached out to a woman in a different life stage than her just to talk through parenting and life mm-hmm. and how to manage all those different things. So lots of exciting things. Yeah. And if you guys haven't kind of thought through that in your own life, we'd encourage you to do mm-hmm. that this week. Yeah. Um, try to find time to meet with someone um, who's in a different life stage than you. Yeah. So yeah, we're continuing on this week talking about... We are going to be talking about the courage to start something new. Um, we are going to be diving into a couple different things this week. We also get to hear from someone special at the end yes. of the episode, which is going to be so awesome. We're super excited for you guys to hear another interview. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are going to be talking this week about encouraging, encouraging you to step into something new for the sake of other people. As a preview for next week, we're going to be talking a lot about what it looks like to just kind of like make a change within yourself, make it new habits, etc. We're going to dive into that next week. Then more of that um, self-improvement for lack of a better word. Yeah. There's Not a word to be for overly it. cliche. Yeah. But. Yeah. But this week, what we really want to talk about is what it looks like to have courage to start something new in your community when you see a need present. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that is something where you're like, man, I feel like I need to start this new business or I feel like I need to start this new ministry or I need to get involved in this. We're going to kind of just flesh that out a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so that's what we're talking about today. The yeah. courage to start something new. Yeah. We felt like this really fit well under the umbrella term of courage um and yeah I mean starting something new I feel like is that ultimate step of courage it's really hard to do Mm -hmm. um it takes a lot of risk vulnerability and I feel like the something new we're kind of trying to get after is something that will really benefit other people yeah which I think really is a risky thing to do um and it you know feels like Obviously, you want to help other people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think reorienting your life around others is a really difficult step. It's much easier to focus on yourself and to live a life about yourself and your needs. Yes. Um, but kind of shifting your perspective outside of that, I think, is a really brave and courageous and difficult thing to do. Yeah. So yeah, we're hopeful that kind of diving into this um, 
wakes you guys up to things God might be putting in your heart. Um, and yeah, just kind of starts, uh, is, is a catalyst, I guess, for mm-hmm. some neat steps in your own life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, one of these, one of the like building or the, the first steps that you take when you're thinking about, okay, how do I start something new? I, I mean, people can get a little bit like, what would that even look like yeah. for me? Like what on earth would I even do? I am not a creative person. Or I, there's a lot of excuses that you can make. Um, but I think the first thing that you have to start with when you think about, okay, what would it look like to start something new for the sake of other people or that's focused on other people? And I think the first thing is ask yourself, what is your passion area? pay attention to it. What, what makes your heart beat? What is an area that like, you're like, man, when I, when I see that my heart breaks, when I hear about, you know, women who are in sex, sex trafficking, um, or are, are in these like really dire situations, my heart breaks. And I feel like I, I want to be a part of that. Or mm-hmm. I keep hearing about fostering and I just, my heart is just so drawn towards that. And I feel like I need to act in some way, you know, pay attention to those things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they can hit you in a flash. Sometimes it can be something that God is like, repeatedly putting on your mind and on your brain, but it's so important that you just start there and, and think about it really like dwell on it and ask God, is this an area that you are asking me to pay attention to? Um, because I don't think that God's trying to like trick us or, or not trick us. I don't think that God is trying to, uh, like hide those passion areas or what he might want us to step into. I think sometimes they're like, it's just about paying attention. Mm -hmm. What's going on in your heart? What, what makes you passionate and excited? Um, or makes you feel like, man, there's like a a need that I want to meet even if it's not a, you know, a large injustice, Mm -hmm. even if you just feel like, man, there's just, there are these people, this population that I just want to like care for and love on. Um, yeah, just pay attention to those things. Definitely. Do you feel like you have like gotten to know your passion areas better as you've gotten older? What are some of those? I think a passion area for me that I really noticed kind of like towards the end of college and into like post-grad life was how much I loved investing in in women who were younger than me. And so when I was in late college, it was like kind of early college, just from positions that I had in college or like a leadership positions where it like happened naturally. But then I started realizing, oh, I just like really, I just think this is really important. And I would just see, I would see these, these women who, especially when they were in times of transition, which like college is a huge age of transition, Mm -hmm. life after college is a huge age of transition. And I just think God speaks so much into our lives during transition. Um, And I think it's such a, we're just so ripe for, for God to speak and God to move in our hearts. And I felt like the Lord was just placing a lot of people in my life that I could invest in and spend time with. And so, yeah, that's been a huge passion area of mine. I think since my early twenties has just been investing in younger women. That's been a big one. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I feel like I've always had a passion for helping people like not feel alone. Yeah. Um, in a variety of different areas. Mm -hmm. But I think that's kind of, I think for me, some of the podcast was born out of that, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. wanting to talk openly and freely about things in the hopes of helping people like dispel shame, guilt, feeling uh, unseen or alone in something, which I feel like ultimately when you can connect with other people in the midst of those struggles, mm-hmm. um, I think you just have this really beautiful encounter with the gospel. So yeah. I feel like that has been a passion area of mine, um, probably since college. Yeah. Um, but just kind of fostering authenticity. So yeah, I mean, I feel like this podcast has been a really neat outlet for that for me to just yeah. process through life in a way that, um, 
is hopefully impactful to more than just myself. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. For sure. Well, it is most definitely. Yeah. For me, at least. Thank Good. you for talking to me on yeah, you're, you're so welcome, Laura. No problem. <laughs> oh, one, my gosh. one thing I was thinking with this, I don't know if you've had this, but um, I feel like with that idea of a passion area, like both of us that are started in college or shortly mm-hmm. after college, um, but I feel like it's important to remember that those things kind of evolve over time. Oh, yeah. Um, and I feel like the number of like high school kids who are like, I want to move to Africa <laughs> and love the African people. You know what I'm saying? Like that was Absolutely. that was the story of everybody's life. Absolutely. Late high school. Um, <laughs> but I feel like life just changes and yes. God brings different people and different experiences and different moments of brokenness or pain or suffering into your life yeah. that kind of expands your yes. passion areas. I just even think um, of the interview we did with Ellen, yeah. um, you know, some significant suffering I think has greatly altered people that she has a heart and a passion for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think just having that mindset of I'm allowed to change, I can care yeah. about something when I'm 15 and I cannot really care about it when I'm 30 yeah. and that's totally fine. Yeah. So. Absolutely. I think about <laughs> like, okay, so one of my best friends from college, Emily, she and I were like, like our freshman year of college, we're like, we are going to go be missionaries together. We had this like grand dream. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Of, like, <laughs> no, it's so out. funny. So funny. My bad. Like we just had this grand (laughs) dream. We would like talk about it. I'm sure we prayed about it. Like it's just so funny. And now, I mean, we're just doing our own thing now. It's great. Great. (laughs) She's working in a church. I feel like we're like we're close to it, Mm -hmm. right? But Mm -hmm. it's just funny. Like we just had such a dream, and I think it's so important that at any age you have those kind of things while also leaving yourself open to to what may change. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like that's something that you have have done? Oh. Um. Not really. <laughs> I mean, I think I have a hard time dreaming big. Yeah. Uh, like my dream when I was younger is to be a teacher. And I... You did it. And I became a teacher. <laughs> dream fulfilled. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> and I, when I was younger, I wanted to marry a pastor and I married a pastor. So I, I'm not saying that I achieve all my dreams. I'm saying <laughs> I don't really dream. Yeah. Let's just, just yeah. shift the language a little yeah, bit. Exactly. It's all fine. I achieve uh, all my I dreams. I never changed my dream because I get them all. Um, no, but... I think that's my issue more. Like, mm. it's really hard for me to think up something big. Yeah. And I'm married to a dreamer who just yeah. finds... I mean, both of us are. Yep. They find, like, a lot of joy and passion in thinking big about things. Totally. Um, and we're like, oh, that's, yeah. that's real big, Are honey. you sure? <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like that's something I'm working on. Like, yeah. allowing myself to do that and validate, like, that could be a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. Even if it isn't always, but just giving myself... Self- time um to say that yeah so it's like a spiritual discipline for us it I think, is in our, yeah in I think you're marriage. right yeah I'm just saying like no I'm gonna choose to do this for both ourselves or like for I think our husbands mm-hmm. because they are such like dreamers five years ahead always just thinking ahead totally. for everything and I think it is I know it's a discipline in my marriage to be like I'm just gonna sit and encourage you in this yeah. instead of like shooting it down and doing the same for myself mm-hmm. and whatever new venture that I want to pursue yeah so definitely yeah. Okay, so obviously we're always talking about what stops us from doing these things. Yes. Because these things feel obvious. Like, obviously that's a great thing to do. Yeah. But we rarely do them, Mm -hmm. I think. So what do you feel like gets in the way of starting something new? Yeah. I I mean, I think, honestly, we were so afraid of looking stupid and what other people might think. Yeah. I feel like we, in, in that sense, we kind of like 
get too obsessive about other people's opinions or we think it's going to be a bad idea or or honestly I know what I can do is I just sell myself short mm-hmm. entirely of just like I would never be capable of that there's somebody better to do it somebody more qualified you know when I've like volunteered in different ministries like I volunteered in a high school ministry when we lived out in, in Colorado and I was really intimidated because as much as I love to invest in like younger generations I also high school students really intimidated me mm-hmm. and I thought like they're they're not gonna like me they're not gonna want to be with me and like they're gonna think I'm too much or what I, like I just feel like we we just think we are either too much or not enough yeah in those situations totally. and so we totally sell ourselves short and sell short what God could do through us and that we don't see like what God actually has for us um and I think ultimately it is just we're way too concerned with what other people might think about whatever thing we want to step into, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, that makes total sense. Another one that I have noticed is just, I think when you don't have a support system, um, I think that makes it really difficult because I just think doing something completely on your, I mean, even this podcast, Mm -hmm. like I think if we didn't have the other person being like, Hey, hey, how's stuff going? <laughs> <laughs> like we'd be behind or we would have quit or yeah. so I just think having other people in your life who believe in you mm-hmm. and who will ask you how things are going and yeah. hold you to what you say you're going to do um, and also help you pick up the slack when you just yeah. have um, off weeks, just like I'm always doing. For- I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Laura's been picking up my slack oh, all summer. Stop. Oh, stop. We're doing it. We're um, doing it together. We are. We are. We are. Both um, a bunch of slackers. Yeah, really. But yeah, I just think you need people in your life who can meet you in those moments of need. Yeah. Because doing something completely on your own. Yep. It's not it's realistic. It's doable, but feels nearly impossible. Oh, totally. So. You'll burn out so quickly. You will. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I feel like another thing that I don't know if you can relate to this at all. Well, actually, I, yeah, I don't know. I get so caught up in logistics. Yeah. I am like, like if you tell me like, hey, we're going to take this road trip from Chicago down to Indy. I'll be like, all right, so we need to figure out the time that we're going. We need to figure out like how many stops we're going to make. We need to think about the snacks that we're going to have on hand. And like I will get (gasps) and I will be like, if we leave at X time, then that's going to be really bad for me Mm -hmm. and my ability to stay awake. And and like I'm literally thinking it. Yeah. For something as simple as a three-hour road trip. I am, like, thinking through <laughs> you all can the logistics. Laura. <laughs> Thank three you so hours. much for believing in me. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, oftentimes I'll still go, but it's, like, that's still that's still going through my brain. Sure. For all the logistics. So you think about, like, hey, I'm going to start a new <clears throat> photography business. Yeah. Awesome. I'm thinking through, like, a million things that either could go wrong or will go wrong yeah. or might stand in my way. Like, I... I just think of them all. Yeah. It's a classic Enneagram that, Six move, which yeah. is infuriating. Yeah. But that's yeah. how oh, Marcus. So he's very interesting. He usually solves all the problems. <laughs> is he a little more optimistic? <laughs> yeah. He like he does it. He gets yeah, stuff done. Yeah. But he, yeah, that's how his brain works. It's <sighs> like nonstop. Yep. Problem solving. Yep. I don't quite have that issue. <laughs> I think you're so optimistic, though, about stuff. Like, I yeah. think, like, and I hear it when you, when you hear about someone else, like, starting something new or whatever, I feel like, I think you're going to be great. Or, like, mm-hmm. you telling me, like, you're going to crush it, like, doing photography. Like, I just feel like you encourage that and you see it in other people. Yeah. Which is so great. Do you feel like you do that internally as well for yourself? I don't know. I think that hmm. probably, well... I think when I decide to do something, I think, yeah, I can do it. Like, I don't second guess it that much, but I don't get to that point that often Mm. where I actually do it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, I am impulsive. 
I'm okay. very, very impulsive. So I think that's probably where that comes from. Yeah. Uh, is I'm just not thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, <laughs> here we go. Thing. <laughs> here we go. Classic overthinker yeah. over here. And... Like when I was a teacher, I remember Mark always being like, aren't you so nervous for the first day? And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. We'll be fine. And I don't think it was, I think it was because I just wasn't thinking about anything that could go wrong. Yeah. It's amazing. It is. truly amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Small gift from God. (laughs) That feels like, okay, so um, Ellie's daughter Hadley is going to school this week Mm -hmm. and she's starting school for the first time. I have been projecting everything (laughs) on her as to all the things she should be feeling about her daughter going into a new school, going to school for the first time, all this stuff. And she's like, you know, I'm fine. She's going to be good. And I'm like, are you sure? Have you thought about all of this? Yeah. That is probably why. I know. And I'll probably have a real sad moment yeah. when I get there, but I don't have any of it leading up. That's it's amazing. very odd. Yeah. Yeah. Just all comes crashing down afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Just one really big bad moment. It's a beautiful oh thing. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Well, you know, I think what would be cool to talk about as we're talking about starting something new is just to hear about just some people in our communities who have yeah. done that and would be really awesome. So you, one of our friends yes. who started something, would love for you to share one about what she's doing. One of our dear friends um, had some health issues last fall, mm-hmm. I guess almost a year ago yeah. now, which is crazy, Yeah. Um, but had to go on this diet to kind of heal some things in her body. Yeah. Um, and she ended up turning it into um, this like unbelievable food Instagram oh. where she is like whipping up unbelievably delicious, healthy. Like, so delicious. I know. It, it looks, blows my mind. I know. I like look at her di- like dinner she's made and then I look down at my dinners <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, oh. Reheated macaroni. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, you make real food. That's my dinner. But yeah, I mean, I'll go over there and our kids will play yeah. and she, she's like whipping up sourdough bread from scratch Amazing. and making this unreal avocado toast. I'm... And she just whips it together. It's, it's amazing. Incredible. So, but what's interesting is it came it came out of a struggle. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. I think she always loved food and cooking, but um, was kind of forced into the spot of a certain way of eating. And it's really like changed her lifestyle and mm-hmm. the way she sees food. And I'm just amazed by it. Yeah. Took something really hard and turned it into this really neat area of passion for her. Yeah. So yeah, it's been really fun to watch that. Yeah. And the food that oh, she makes. Oh, yes. That's for sure. It's been some gift. benefit on, yes. on our end. Yes. So yeah, check out Happy Healthy Table. Yeah. That'd check awesome. her out. Be inspired. So there is a woman at our church, Sarah, who runs our caregiving center, which is a center for under-resourced people in our community where we provide groceries, a meal. We provide some other just kind of like supplemental like household items and goods that people might need. Um, and it is just this like awesome place for people in our church to connect with different people in the community. Um, and there have been like the sweetest like friendships that have developed from there mm-hmm. and just relationships that have developed. And it's just been a really incredible incredible way to just unite our community more um and what's been so cool about it is that I was I was kind of thinking recently just about like man how did this all get started and it just started with like Sarah and some of the pastors on our staff who were like there is a need there are refugee families in our community who don't have access to things there are under privileged under resourced people who don't have access to things how can we partner with them how can we provide dignity to them while also while also extending what we are able to to help them and like love them well and it's been so cool even in the couple years that we've 
we've been hearing it's been going on even before even before we came to the church but to see how it's grown and how their heart for it has grown like has been awesome and I mm-hmm. love um, my husband gets to work with it with it too but he's always telling me all these like ways that Sarah and and the team just like want to make it even better mm-hmm. and their heart is just so big for it and and I think what I love about it is like they saw a need they said how can we partner how can we do this in a way that loves them well and then also like how can we continue to make it better yeah um, I just feel like that's so amazing and she I know she has a great community of support at our church who are helping and then also these killer volunteers who are just like crushing it every week um but I just love that I love that they said we're not gonna like just sit in this like place of privilege we're actually going to like do something for for our friends and people in our community these these people that we we go to school with and that we see on a regular basis like we will not stand idly by Um, and I just love that I love that she she does it and she's so humble she would like never totally (laughs) she would never like brag about what she's done or anything like that but her heart is huge and she has like gone to bat for families and it's It's just awesome awesome to see so I just love I love hearing about that because I just feel like oh to have such courage I know yeah you know I I, that inspires me she inspires me people who do any any type of I feel like ministry and missions and and work with people who it's like I these aren't just people who are exactly like me I'm going to choose to step in and be uncomfortable to humble myself Mm -hmm. and just serve where it's needed I just find so much courage and inspiration from that yeah So both of the people we just talked about are women that are local and we kind of see day to day. Mm -hmm. But um, in this final segment of our podcast, we wanted to share with you guys the story of um, my friend Christine, who is doing something amazing overseas. Um, So Christine and I grew up in church together. Her dad was the pastor of my church and we were good, good friends lots of make-believe, lots of (laughs) putting on plays. Um, I have hilarious home videos of her um, as a kid. Um, So yeah, she is just a really amazing woman. Um, They moved away when we were, I think, in middle school. So we've like kept in in touch over the years. But um, she is just living this really incredibly courageous life overseas Mm. with her husband. Um, So they are missionaries in Albania. They um, went over for youth work. And then they planted a church, bought a church building. Wow. I mean, incredible. She is the mom to three kids and is also fostering a little boy right now and is also due with another babe in October, which is just truly mind-blowing to me. Um, (laughs) And then on top of that, she just opened a bakery um, in Albania. So um, they did all of that in six years. (laughs) So, yeah, I know. That's amazing. (laughs) What have I been doing? So, yeah, we're so excited for you guys to listen to this. I just feel like she really articulates well this vision of having the courage to start something new. So enjoy. Hi, Christine. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing pretty good. Well, we're excited to have you on here today. Um, We just kind of told our there's a little bit about you and how you and I know each other, but I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. So my husband and I live in Albania, which is a pretty tiny country in Eastern Europe. And we live in the city of Pogradets, and we've been missionaries here for five years. Uh, we have three kids and one on the way uh, that's due in a couple months. And uh, we came here to work with youth and ended up planting a church 
and that that just started about a couple years ago. Uh, yeah, we love our life here. We love serving here, and we've just it's been a ride, but we've enjoyed it the whole way. That's awesome. I mean, I don't see your actual life there, but I love following it on Instagram, <laughs> which seems silly. But I just love I've loved watching your family grow and. Yeah, just feel like you guys live a very adventure-filled life, and it's fun to watch from afar. So, um, okay, so one of the most, well, not most exciting necessarily, but an exciting thing you recently started was a bakery. And this week, we're kind of talking about having the courage to initiate something like a business. So we were hoping you could tell us kind of the backstory of how your bakery came into existence. Yes, for sure. I I don't think it was really anything I ever would have thought I would be doing. And I didn't go to school for business. I uh, (laughs) never, I don't know, worked in that arena. But I have, my whole life, I've always baked. Uh, I'm one of seven kids, and I was the oldest. So I just, I always remember, I mean, you probably remember, Ellie, I remember baking with you. Um, We would totally make cookies (laughs) or cake or uh, whatever. Um, for our family or for friends and it's kind of one of those things that you don't realize is a part of your life until you look back and like oh I've been doing this my whole life Um, Mm -hmm. so then we when we moved here we had a lot of bible studies in our homes and uh, we would have probably three or four bible studies a week in our homes and then on Sundays when our, our church first opened, we would make desserts for that. And, and I would make desserts for these Bible studies. And it was one of those things that I found myself just baking all the time here. In Albania, the the desserts are a lot different. So there's like, like no one has ever had a chocolate chip cookie. So if you can imagine, you've never had a chocolate chip cookie and you're trying it for the first time. And uh, life changing. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was better than that. So then I would like try different recipes because, you know, it's every week I have three or four Bible studies at my house. Mm-hmm. And um, I just started baking more and more. And people started asking me for, for recipes or how, how do you make this or what's in this? And I realized that a lot, what they don't use a lot is butter. Like none of their desserts have butter. So they're trying muffins and cookies and cakes with butter and they're like how do you how do you do this it just kind of started as like an idea uh albania is also the economy here is just it struggles the economy struggles it's hard to find jobs it's hard for people really to to figure out how to support their families and even just girls in high school that were in my bible study i would talk to them and um, their parents would be would be gone for a lot of the year working in other countries. A lot mm. of the money within Albania is sent from other countries, from family members working. Mm. Um, so as I talked to these, just these people in my home and in my life, I thought it would be, I wish I could help them. Like, yeah. like what's a way to, to practically help these people um, because obviously there, there were so many people in our life, but not a way to support them all. Um, yeah. not a way to give them like something sustainable. So mm-hmm. there's ways to like help in emergency or help with medical issues. But, um, the thought was kind of to be able to give them 
just to provide jobs. Yeah, and sure. So it like it started with like the combination of those two things, like walking around the city and there's nowhere to buy a muffin for breakfast and uh, just combine that with the fact that there's, there's no place for people to work. Yeah. Uh, and so it kind of like came out of that. And then uh, our church, we purchased a property in the center of the city uh, for our church building, which was really exciting. And yeah. uh, we, we raised money for it and the Lord just opened up a ton of doors and answered a lot of prayers and we had this awesome spot in the center of the city uh, mm. where everyone is walking by and everyone is is seeing it. And on the corner of that property was like this little shop, basically, um, that had been used for a long time, like different in different ways. Uh, but now we owned the property and it was kind of like one of those things like, if this is our real idea, it's now or never. Like, yeah. It, well, because it's such a good location, we already owned the property, um, and it was kind of like a now or never type thing. Yeah. Um, so we, I had been thinking about it for a long time. I would say like a year and a half, it was kind of like an idea. Hmm. And I would try certain recipes and talk to certain people, and then all of a sudden, it was kind of like, are we going to do this or not? Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And we did. <laughs> and amazing. we opened up in July. Okay. July 3rd. So like six weeks ago, I think. And um, it's it's been a blast. And it's there's like been a ton of challenges and things I didn't anticipate, obviously. Uh, and yep. I think it's still the beginning, obviously. But that's... Sure. Yeah. So that's a little bit of the background of it. And how we That's got awesome. this. It's beautiful too. I mean, the mm -hmm. pictures on Instagram are amazing. Yeah, it was really did, fun. Did you design all of it? Um, yeah, like we got to pick everything out, and I mean, I asked a lot of people. I I'm good at like looking at a picture and copying it. <laughs> so really? uh, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of people that helped me like put ideas together because if it's not yeah. something. Specific. I'm not good at uh, having a vision for it. So a lot of people helped and were a part of it. And but it totally came together, and we we love how it's functioning. So that's awesome. Okay, so it sounds like it's gone really well so far. But that have there been bigger obstacles you've kind of had to get over um, on the way to make this place work? I mean, I I didn't know what <laughs> I was doing and. <laughs> Combine that with a different culture and a different language that, I mean, I've learned in the last five years, but there's still things where, thing, you know, it gets lost in translation. Sure. Like getting people to work together. I think that you're hiring people and teaching them. We taught them like 30 recipes, but someone who had never baked before. Yeah, wow. Um, I think they're you know, we're layers of, of those challenges going into it, but it was always things that I probably wasn't expecting, partly. Mm. And Albania as well, I think just there's not a, how do I say it, um, the mentality that we have in America 
of doing things on schedule and, you know, by a certain time. And that does not exist here. So like when we were building the, or remodeling the shop. Yeah. If they told me something would take a month, it would probably take three. So like that was, that was always a challenge is, is putting it together and in the right amount of time. Yeah. Fortunately, we were, we were able to open when, when we thought, but the day before that, I thought we weren't going to be able to because the air conditioner was broken and the one man in the city who knew how to fix the air conditioner was on vacation. So (laughs) (laughs) there was stuff like that where uh, I thought, this is never going to work. No. (laughs) And then like other funny challenges of just teaching people how to use a measuring cup when they've never seen one before or certain spices that they're not used to using. Like I had, I had one of my employees make cookies two times in a row. And instead of putting in cocoa powder, she put in like, it was like a half cup of cocoa powder, like a lot of cocoa powder. She put in cinnamon. Oh, (laughs) Challenges as far as just training people and getting like all of the appliances working and that. And then I think just even on a greater level as a, as a mom with, with kids, uh, you know, I never want, I didn't ever want this to be something that became a bigger priority in my life. So I think the beginning was, was a lot of work and that was a challenge. Like I've, so I have a five-year-old, a four-year-old, a two-year-old and a baby in my house right now that we're fostering. I never wanted that it to take away from them. So I think that the, you know, there's always the challenge of the pressure you put on yourself to, to be everything to everybody and to, to run the, the business well, but also to take care of my family well. Um, so I, I wouldn't say in any way that it was easy or straightforward, but I feel like I've learned so much through the process. And I think that uh, I'm also the kind of person where at times where if I have more to do, I do everything better. Yeah. Uh, Because it just, it keeps you from wasting time or doing things that you shouldn't be doing or uh, being unintentional. So I think that if anything, it's caused me to be more intentional in every area of my life Mm. uh, with my kids, with my family, with my schedule, with uh, even the people that are working for me, being intentional in my relationships with them. Yeah. so I think that the the challenges in the end have have really grown me and I'm I'm thankful for that aspect of it. And I don't think I was expecting that either. Yeah. Um, maybe like how it would change me in the process. Yeah, that's amazing. I do feel like that happens a lot. When you're not doing much, you feel like you can't do anything well. And then totally. when you step like, it up a little bit, everything yes. changes. And I think like, yeah, it's, it's totally like that. Even being at home when you have like not a lot to clean, you don't clean. Yeah. It's like crazy. You like <laughs> get a ton. Oh, really hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so true. So I think uh, that's just been, been really good. I think even it's been good for my kids, like for mm-hmm. them to be a part of it and they know why we're doing it. And they, they have relationships with all the people that work there because there are people that have stayed in our home or are part of our life. or So I think that's been a neat aspect of it too. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay, so the 
kind of the main title of our series is the courage to initiate. So I'm just wondering how you feel like courage played a role um, in this whole venture. Yeah, I think I think that goes hand in hand, like with part of those challenges that I talked about, like, Mm -hmm. if I were to have like written down on paper, like what I wanted to do, I think I would have thought like, that's ridiculous. Like you, you can't do that. Like, (laughs) A, you don't have time for that. B, how are you going to do that? C, what if it doesn't work? Like, Mm -hmm. and I think that was always one of my big fears is like, that would like, I would think about at night is like, what if no one comes? Like, what if we remodel this entire shop and buy mixers and refrigerators and hire all these people and then like no one comes and you know you don't really we couldn't really know until we did it because there was nothing here to compare it to like there's no other like it hadn't been done before there was no American style bakery or yeah Like there was nowhere to look or research or gather information, Mm. which is normally when, you know, as you read about like creating business plans, like that's like the first thing you're supposed to do. Um, But we (laughs) couldn't really do that. Yeah. Uh, So it was kind of like, because this is a new idea, it's either going to work or it's really not going to. (laughs) And so that was, I mean, that was something that I had to like, think about, but not think about too much. Because if I thought about too much, I never would have done it. Yeah. Uh, I never would have tried because there's always that like fear of failure. That what if I like pour everything into this Mm -hmm. and it totally bombs. (laughs) And all these people watching, first of all. And second of all, there's people that are depending on it. Like, yeah. it, it came to the point where, like, these are going to become someone's livelihood. And yeah. if it messes up or if it doesn't work, like, that's on that's on me, you know? Yeah, um, totally. So I think, yeah, I think that definitely took courage to not uh, dwell on those things or mm-hmm. um, really get stuck on all the things that could go wrong. Yeah. Uh, because if I had done that I wouldn't have done it like I said before in regards to the the challenges of doing it like it's a different culture it's a different language it's people who have never baked mm. before it's people who have never a lot of them had jobs before mm. um and combine that with the fact that like they're my friends and yeah now I'm becoming their boss so tricky um, yeah, so that that was like tricky too and I think that that's been something I've had to like just be bold about is leading them and guiding them but also mm. keeping the relationship I have with them which is so more important so much more important than right. than anything to me. So that's taken uh this boldness and courage on my part to, <laughs> to yeah. follow, you know to to follow through with those things. My husband's been like a huge support in that, like yeah. just saying, no, you, you can do it. And like, we're going to try it. And I think at the end of the day, it was always like what kept me pursuing it was that I knew if I didn't do it, I would always wonder. Yeah. Um, and I think 
what I've learned through it is that it's better to step out and try and fail than it is to never attempt mm-hmm. that is on your heart. Yeah. And I think we've, we learned that even by, even by moving, you know, to Albania, I remember when we, we'd been to Albania before, but I realized when we moved here that I had never been to the city we moved to. Wow. (laughs) And I didn't, I don't even think I processed it because it was, again, it was like one of those things where like, you're kind of stepping out in faith and trusting that like, you're following what God has called you to do. Yeah. And not really exploring too much everything that could go wrong. Yep. Um, because I think if you do that, especially as a woman, like you just you just get stuck. Totally. Um, so I think that that's just been encouraging to me and cool to see that it really like even, you know, it's been six weeks. I still don't know if this is going to like what's going to happen, you know, and there's still days where I'm like, I'm super nervous about it. And it's summer right now. And there's a lot of people in our city because it's on a lake. But right now I'm thinking about like January when it's 20 degrees and no one goes outside. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I think, I think any, anything that you attempt takes constant courage because it's not ever a done deal. Like yeah. it's like, oh, I have that in the bag and, you know, it's working great and there's nothing to change or work on. Like it will always be uh, something I'm thinking through and wanting to make better and work on. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's it's a constant battle to have that courage in that. Yeah. Um, but it's so really rewarding when you know, what you've dreamt of and worked on is, is successful and is blessing people and is reaching the community. Yeah. That's so cool, Christine. I, yeah, I love that idea of not thinking about it too hard. And I feel we've talked on this podcast before about having the freedom to laugh at yourself, but Mm -hmm. I feel like that's part of it. Like having that mindset of like, I don't need to take myself so seriously. I can try things and let myself dream and and go there without the fear of failing at something totally defining who I am. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Then, like, there's very little that we will try. Right. It's totally paralyzing. Yeah. It just keeps you stuck, I think. Mm-hmm. I feel like, obviously, you guys are missionaries and you have started this church. So probably the intersection between faith and business is fairly straightforward for you. But can you talk about that a little bit? How do you feel like your faith and what you believe about who God is has kind of shaped your business. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think that's ever, I think that's all of it. Um, yeah. Is it's really hard to, to separate it. I, I remember there was one night where I was like, I was like, what am I doing? And this is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and I just like got a piece of paper and started writing down like the why, you know, because yeah. if you don't know why you're doing something, you, you just really lose sight of everything. Yeah. Um, I like kind of was like writing down like, okay, this is how I got there. This is where it started. And then in the end, like the, the bottom line of all of it was as cliche as it sounds was to, to glorify God in, in this yeah. and to be a light to the community. 
because there there aren't Christian businesses here. No. There are places that are like most places are not doing everything legally. Most places are like abusing employees. Most places are, you know, Albania is is coming out of a really dark time of of communism still. Mm. And there's just so many ramifications from that. Yeah. And uh, to be able to give like people I love and know and have like watched come to Christ yeah. uh, a job and a place to to learn and grow has has been has been everything. And that's what I think has has kept me going in the end. Yeah. They they're learning like a work ethic and integrity and you know all of those things working hard with with me as their boss instead of trying to like function outside of that when they're new believers and yeah. they don't they don't know how those things work as a Christian. And so I think that like apart from that I would really lack the motivation to do it because Getting people to work together is hard. Getting people to trust you is hard. Yeah. Getting people to to do what you tell them to do uh, is is hard. You know, like I have people much older than me working for me, and I have high school boys working for me. So yeah. that that takes you know, there's there's a lot of layers to that of like constant problems that I deal I deal with on a daily basis, but. I think the opportunity to to talk through those things from a biblical perspective with them yeah. has been really neat. And to be able to, you know, to give them jobs and give them a foundation for, like, some of them are thinking about starting families and some of them are, like, a widows and alone and don't, don't have a job. And yeah. so I, that, that's been the biggest part of it is yeah. that it's reaching people that I love and teaching them how to work and grow and learn. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, be, and beyond that, like my, my prayer and hope is that that would be a light to the community here. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, that it would just, you know, that they, them learning this and them working here would, would impact their neighbors and the people that come into the bakery and the people that, that are a part of the daily, the life of it. Because uh, where we live, it's like, it's a small, it's a city, but it's a small city. So like everyone walks everywhere. No mm. one has cars. Like you're passing by every day. So we see it's like really easy to have community. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really easy to build relationships because you're seeing people on a constant basis. Uh, even having it be a place where, you know, it's a, it's a light to, to others in our community and, is reaching them. So I think the idea probably started more as that than like a business venture. Like if these, if these people that we've hired, like have sustainable jobs and the bakery is just keeps going I will be like, so thrilled with, with that. Yeah. Just with the, the place it is in the community and the jobs that they've been given and the project it's been for me because the journey too has just been so fun yeah oh it's so awesome it's so fun to hear about it and yeah I feel like I've loved watching you and Corey's life kind of unfold over there and 
yeah, I just feel like God is using you in such important, important ways. So yeah, really fun to hear more about it today. And yeah, just want to thank you for giving up your nap time, which is yeah. <laughs> time of day. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> That's so That's great. Um, so we're going to end, we're going to change the vibe a little bit and end with hot seat questions. So okay. are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Let's do it. In light of talking about food, what is your favorite food? Well, I'm pregnant, so that's a really hard question. Yeah, it's all food. Um, but actually, my my four-year-old asks me that every day. Oh, I so think cute. it's probably because it's just something that we don't get a lot of here. Is like I would just eat a really good steak every day. Yeah, absolutely. That, but we don't have a lot of that here, and I don't know. Just sound it always sounds really good. So. <laughs> One of the first things we get when we go back to America is a good steak. Awesome. I love that. What's your least favorite household chore? I I hate putting laundry away. Yeah. Why is I, that? I it's don't know why. Hard. Like I am a machine as far as it comes to like washing it, drying it, folding it, like yeah. done. But then it sits in the laundry <laughs> basket and I don't there know why. Because I think that's probably the easiest part. I know. Just, you're right. But I just hate it. I don't, I don't like it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's always, it's always been my struggle. Like I have two baskets right now that I yeah. simply need to put it in the drawers. So. <laughs> You'll get there. <laughs> happens at yeah. some point. Yeah. Um, okay. So obviously you guys travel a lot living in Europe, but what would you say is the country that you haven't visited that you would love to get to someday? I've never been to France and I oh. really want to go to yeah. Is it hard to get there from Albania? No, we just, we've just not been there. So we've been to like, we just did Italy in May and that was amazing. And we do uh, London a lot. Like we, st- we stop over in London on the way home or on the way back to America. I don't know. I just feel like it's one of those places you have to see. Yeah, like, I agree. You got to go to Paris. So. Totally. Okay. The next question. I don't know if you'll know the answer. Do you know what your Enneagram number is? I do. <laughs> what is it? Um, I am an eight. Eight. And my husband and I are both eights. Wow. Uh, powerful. Yeah. So we, uh, yeah. So we understand each other pretty well, yeah. I would say. And uh, when we butt heads, it's it's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I can envision it now. Yeah. Uh, what so are you? I'm a nine. A nine. Okay. Yeah. What, what is the name for that one? Peacemaker. Okay. That's what I Yeah. Mean. Yeah. Mark is a seven enthusiast, but he has a lot of eight in him. Yeah. I've, I've taken the test, like I've taken the test a couple times and read it and it's like, yeah, oh, that's, that's me. That's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I feel like reading it really like clears it up. Like, oh yeah, I resonate yeah. with all of uh, that. For sure. Okay, we'll end with a really serious one here and would love to know what your favorite Disney princess is. I don't know. Ah, my daughters could answer that really well. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, I'm trying to think like growing up. I don't know. I think I probably always liked Belle and her, her dress. And I don't know. It was probably, yeah. probably always. I did not like the, the live action movie though. I've struggled Both with the live actions. Yeah. yeah, I haven't been a huge that- fan. That one wasn't my favorite, so, but I would say as a child, probably Belle. Yeah. 
Love it. Cool. Well, so fun to talk to you, Christine. Yeah, I just so can't fun. where this business goes and yeah, can we for a new baby to arrive. And yeah, just thrilled for you guys. Yeah, we're excited. Thanks so much. It was fun to talk to you. You too. Bye, Christine. Okay, bye. Wow, that was awesome. I like loved hearing her heart mm-hmm. behind what they're doing and just, yeah, she just gets after it. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think it's also amazing that she and her husband are both Enneagram 8s. Yeah, so no wonder they get stuff done. That'll help you get it done. <laughs> yeah, but it was just awesome. So thanks for taking time to talk with her and sure. I just loved that. It was so fun. Mm-hmm. It was really great to be able to talk with her. Um, if anything she said uh, just resonated with you, they are always looking for summer interns and people to come over and serve with them. Um, so if you want to learn more about what they're doing, go to thrivemissions.com. And if you just want to like see the unbelievable food she's making Mm. in her bakery Mm. (laughs) look at her instagram um it's seasons just like you would think and then pogradets that's the city that they live in it's p-o-g-r-a-d-e-c so we'll put it on our uh show notes too but check it out it's just unbelievable yes check it out So our Living Honestly this week is we want to call back to a couple weeks ago, actually. So a couple weeks ago, when we were talking about the freedom to laugh at failure, we encourage you guys to write down a dream that you have for yourself. It can be big, small, whatever. Um, But we just want to encourage you guys to revisit what you wrote down. Mm -hmm. Revisit what you thought about. What is a dream of yours? Especially if it is something that is stepping into a new venture, a new idea, a new business, a new just something new for you that feels scary, that feels big and is going to take a lot of courage for you to step into. And we just want to encourage you guys to go back and look at that, pray over that, ask God, is there anything that can move in this direction? Can I start this ministry? Can I start volunteering in this? I mean, the fall is an awesome time to, to start new things. I feel like churches are always kicking things off. Like there is a lot of opportunity that is right in front of you. And we want to encourage you guys to revisit that dream of yours and think about how you can put it into action yeah well thanks for listening guys hope you enjoyed episode 12 hope it gives you something to think about and feel inspired by if you haven't already check us out on instagram at the honestly pod um we're always posting updates there putting videos and questions and things like that on there so definitely check that out and if you have any feedback or things you'd like to learn more about um or ideas that you might have for us you can email us at hello at honestlypod.com. There's always show notes on our website and we also put them at the bottom of the Apple podcast if that's where you're looking at. So thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Bye.